It's a horrible feeling to always hate yourself. The epitome of it all came due to not knowing what I was, who I was, and why so many humans were attracted to me. I looked in the mirrors and all I saw was a subhuman character of a reptilian. They created me out of fear of being dominated by some other being than themselves. Who did I trust to comfort me? My mean stepfather, my ta traumatic human mother whose hatred of being born was the cause of her demise, or an elusive grandfather that existed only in holograms. Well, time flies. I know it's a cliche, but I can't believe it's the year 2040 and David and I have been married for 24 years with three sons. I'm happy for the years. I've spent with him and the three awesome boys we've raised. But lately, I've been waking up feeling extremely depressed. After my first cup of coffee, I would feel better. And as the day progressed, I became happy all over again. I go to bed happy. Another day and another morning waking up extremely depressed. The cycle starts all over again. This has been going on for months now. I've been focusing on my mom. I grew up with years of seeing her tears and hearing her cry, wondering why was she born. So here I am, an 88 year old man who at the request of his grandfather is now lying on this couch telling a strange woman of his depression and his failure as a human. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. I just read you uh, a monologue from my book Nemesis Horizon Project Reptilian Logs. The character name was Stefan Reptilian. He's in therapy. Stefan Reptilian is another one of my alter egos that I write about in my book. And it's not far from what I went through after I got the, well, after I left the rehab, I was in, in um, therapy. And what I just read to you basically is what I kind of told my therapist back then. So what I want to talk about right now, and Stefan, um, his chapter is basically about this. What is the difference between love and sex? Does love equal sex or sex equal love? I mean, he went through life. In the book, he's 88 years old. Um, and a 20-year relationship with a man of his dreams. But in that 20 years, he didn't know or did he didn't know if he loved the man or the man loved him. He he it, it was was it about sex? Now, he knew his lover, uh, his husband's name was David. And he knew before he married David, it was for David. It was about sex. And what was the sex? Oh, because David was David was a white Caucasian. And Stefan since he's my alter ego, was a dark-skinned reptilian. And David married him because David 
wanted a black man with a big dick. And he knew this. Stefan knew this when he married David. David, was that love? But is that love? That we know as lust. But is it love? And he spent 20 years with David infidelity. Because all David wanted... David said he loved him. He, he, he repeatedly said, I love you, I love you, I love you. But Stefan never felt it. Well, what does it mean when somebody loves you? I mean, in your head you think, well, if he loves me, then he wouldn't cheat on me. But then when he cheated on, when, he, when David cheated on Stefan, David would say, well, I didn't love the guy. It was just sex. I love you. So what is it about me that you love if it's not if sex with me can't can't keep you home? So what is it about me that you love? And as as the chapter goes on, it's it's how can I put it? Between the two of them, the question should have been, what did Stefan love about David? To keep him in that 20 year relationship. And have children together. What kept him in that relationship? And as the chapter goes on. It was seen as if. Stefan felt sorry for David. Because Stefan. Thought he was more superior. Than a human. And he saw David, so actually he saw not only David, but most humans, as, as humans would look at ants, or human would look at a pet, or something, like a pet. He, you know how you treat a pet, and sometimes when you look at a pet, and, and, and you feed it, and you realize if you, weren't a, if you weren't around, the pet would die, because who's going to feed the pet, especially if you don't have anybody around you that love that pet the way you do. So... That's how Stefan felt about David. Now, was it vice versa? As the chapter go on, you find out that David was envious of Stefan. Why was David envious of Stefan? Well, Stefan, not that Stefan doesn't live forever, but Stefan's life cycle was way more than what David. David, if he was lucky, is not mind you. Now Stefan is 80, 88 years old in the book, and he still had the looks of a fifty-year-old man. And as the chapter goes on, well, not in this, and not in this uh, segment of the book. There's another book that's called David Lazarian. And David Lazarian, there is a chapter in that book where David actually see. Stefan transformed. He's trans. He transformed during the night into another, not to another, but to a younger self. David met Stefan. David was what thirty years old. He met Stefan when when Stefan was fifty. So, but when Stefan, when he actually sees Stefan, goes through that transformation back to when Stefan. Was 30 years old. Stefan was a being. That lived 300 years. David was a being. A human being. And he was lucky if he got if he got to 88 years old. Like, like um, Stefan. 
He envied Stefan. That's what he wanted. Now, I don't know if that's love. I mean, I don't want to give the book away, but if you when you, when you read my book, it's you'll find out Stefan and and his weird way love things differently than what he, you know than the ways. I take that back. David has a weird way of loving things different than most humans. Stefan wanted David's loyalty 100% in every way. That's what Stefan the reptilian want from David the human. Stefan knowing, knowing. Now this is like my life story. My first love I was so so mad in love that even in the back of my mind, I knew what I was loving. A cheat, a liar, um, someone who would stab me in the back if it meant monetary money for them. I've, I've loved somebody like this. I mean, I've had people in my face say, oh, he's no good for you. He's this, he's that, and all this other stuff. But I was in love. And how did it feel being in love? This is how it felt being in love. Imagine, which is a true story for me. When I met the guy, um, I couldn't take his odor. Not, his, not so much his body odor, his chemistry odor. We all have a chemistry odor that we all emit. You know, some people like people who smoke cigarettes, a chain smoker, they emit this this odor, or, or alcoholic will emit alcohol out of their pores. Well, other take away that each person, each one of us, and this is I have this in the book too, have an odor. Well, imagine meeting someone for the first time. I mean, you like them, the face and everything, but you couldn't take their their odor. You know, the odor was was uh, uh, foreign to you. Um, you could only take but so much of this person alone. Something about their body odor. I used to say body odor because it's not not the same thing. We all have a body odor we don't when we sweat, but I'm talking about the natural odor that come out of our pores. Now you're with this person, you like the person, you slowly and slowly fall in love. When you find yourself in love with the person, that same odor that you couldn't tolerate. When you first met. Now this odor makes you happy. When you smell him, you're happy. When you when the person calls on you, the memory of how, how he smells make you happy. Even when you when you're alone, you the odor is so overbearing that you not only you get aroused, you want to be with this person. So from not tolerating the odor. Now you madly in love the odor. It turns you on. It does everything. It, it fulfills your life. The odor. But the same person that you so madly in love with. In the back of your mind. Is no good. No good for you. People tell you this. Oh he does this. He does that. He's cheating on you. If you want to say it's cheating. Now in this situation. I never agreed to open relationship. But being that I was so madly in love. I guess that's what we had to him. To me that's not what I wanted. 
But in order to hold on to him, to keep him around, I agree. Well, I didn't agree. I allow all these affairs and all this lying and all this cheating and taking my money and, and doing all kinds of stuff. Again, you have to read the book until I finally got tired of it. But now, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about sex. I've had great sex with, with guys. And was I in love with them? Um, I don't think so. Because the person I was in love with, the sex wasn't all that great. And I was, uh, I was uh, actually having an affair with somebody who had great sex. But I wasn't in love with that person. Now, I wasn't in love, with, even though the sex was great, I knew that person was no good either. I mean, there was no reason to fall in love with someone. I already had one no good person I was in love with. I don't need to fall in love with every no good person. Which, is, which brings me to, to another uh, example. All the great sex I've had in my life, the guys were no good. The guys were no good. And then as I got older and I started meeting good guys who are respectful, who would, who, does, who did treat me like a king or a queen, they were married. So I couldn't have any kind of, uh, of long-lasting relationship. Every time we met was always a one-night stand. And then I get, that's what depressed me. I fall in love with these guys that are no good. I have great sex with these guys who are no good. And then I meet guys who are, who does treat me good and does does do things for me. They're all married and in relationships, and all I'm to them is is like the, the side chick. And that's that's depressing. So now, so now, I go to therapy in the book. I'm in therapy trying to figure this out. And that chapter I read you, that little piece there. And it has a lot to do with self-esteem and self-love. But that's not easy. That is not easy. And someone said to me, if you don't love yourself, how can you expect other guys that, to love you? Because the guys will see that in your face. When you love yourself and you have self-esteem, guys will see that in your face. Guys, women, they always see that in your face. And that would be the attraction. So, interesting enough, as you always have you been listening to my podcast, I stopped drinking, I stopped doing all this drug and stuff, and it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. It took, God, it took almost 20-some years to love myself, to have self-esteem. I am worth somebody. I am who I am. If you don't like it, then go fuck yourself. I am me. This is me. I do the best I can, and... I do things that I like to do, like talking like crazy to this in this podcast. This is what I like to do. And it makes me happy to do this. And it makes me happy to think of all my, my years on this planet and what I went through. When I got realized that is what, what I am and accepted it and loved it, that was when... All these guys who love me came in and in, into play. Like I said, I meet all these nice-looking, good-looking, well-hung guys who treats me great, who who's respect me as much as they can. But they're all in relationships. They all had their own. Unfortunately, all I was to them was was a side chick. 
But I've been side chicks before. When I drink and I drug and I was side chick. And I got treated like shit. So did their, so did their girlfriends and boyfriends. They, they treated them like shit too. But here you meet somebody. You meet guys who, you, who are married. And treat you like a queen. And they treat their wives the same way. And, it's, and I have to respect that. And they respect me. And as for these no good, no good guys. They don't even bother with me. I can see a no good guy. I can, you know, if if guys who are no good, guys who are cheat and lying just just want to hurt you. I found when I got sober, and more and more years I have sobriety, those guys stay away from me. Cause those guys are predators. A predator knows when he has a prey. When you start being a prey. And more and more reliant on yourself and accept yourself and know that you depend upon yourself or your little or, or you may have a support group that you depend upon. But long as you know that you have yourself and you don't need any of these guys who think that because they're hung or they look good or they got great bodies um, will come after you because they're predators. They see you as a money sign. They see you as someone they can take advantage of. And this is the chapter Stefan Raptunian in my book. I'm not going to tell you more. I'm not going to tell you how it ends. You have to buy the book. Nemesis Horizon Projects, The Reptunian Logs. It's on Amazon.